Welcome to the Encounter Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Father, we thank you for gracing us with your presence. Help us to never, ever take your presence for granted. Father, I pray that let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. your people. Change us. Like you spoke to us today, make us more like you. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. There's one more song on my heart before I get started in the word. People have to go. People have to go. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. It's only by the power of his love that we will rise. I'll say that one more time. 
It's only by the power of his love that we will rise. I will not guarantee you that I'll be able to finish this message. <laughs> Thank you for that, Steve. Okay. All right. Okay, I just preached myself happy. I'm, I'm, I'm messed up already. Okay, let's get started. Now, thank you, Minister Jinji, again for that awesome word last week. It was epic. Thank you. So before we go forward, um, let me just recap a little bit about what she had spoke in our spirit. She began to tell about her own personal testimony and how when she encountered the Lord, it broke her heart for humanity. Let's think about that for a second. She stated when she encountered the Lord, it broke her heart for humanity. She didn't see the same, she didn't think the same, and she didn't act the same. She also talked about we need a transformation. We can just stay there all year. We need a transformation. She began to talk about a season of consecration a season of consecration although we've heard it many times before I don't think we really grasp what it really means if I consecrate myself that means I'm not doing the same routine I'm not thinking the same things I'm not acting upon the same things it's a consecration. So in order to consecrate myself, I need a download from him what to do, what to say, where to go, how to respond. Sound simple? Why does it seem so hard? Because most of the time, we don't consecrate ourselves. We're still in the same routine, doing the same thing, Acting the same, being the same. How many know the definition of insanity? You know it? What is it? Doing the same thing, expecting. Then why are we so surprised when things don't change? All right, let's move on. Bless the name of the Lord. Okay, for time's sake, I'll skip over that. Sure, we have the first slide. Okay, everybody stand please and read this with me. Ready? Here we go. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's by faith into his grace in which we stand 
and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, character, hope. Now hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been brought back the heart by the Lord's Spirit, who is the you may be seated. Yeah. Thank <laughs> Thank God. Hope make us not ashamed. But in order to have hope, you have to go through something. That produces something else. And that produces something else. But it's almost like everybody wants the ammonia, but they don't want to go through the test. I want the ammonia. Lord said, yeah, you got to take the test first. It, then it becomes a testimony. Right? It's the same thing. Everybody wants faith and you want, you want heaven just to download faith. It don't, don't work that way. You got to go through something. I remember one time I was, <laughs> I so thank God for my wife, my wife Regina, please stand. Yes, I do have a wife. I remember one time I was laughing at my wife because the Lord had told her she needed patience. And so my wife is a very smart woman. She's very smart. She did not pray for patience. Because she knew if she prayed for it, guess what was coming? She would go all the way around it. I would laugh. She would go all the way around it, close to it, but she wouldn't. Finally, the Holy Spirit dealt with her. She said, okay, Lord, okay. Patience, patience, please. But that's us. That's us. I don't like tests any more than you like tests. But guess what? To be like him, we must go through the tests. All right, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. Share a next slide, please. Am I seeing this right? Okay. You can stay seated. Read. It's towards the end, but that's fine. It's out of order. It's okay. It's okay, sweetie. That's good. No, I have to preach that at the end. That's you hold on to that one, guys. Hold on to that one. Christ in you, the hope of glory. That is definitely towards the end. Okay. Um the storge that okay, here we go. All right. Now I'm not gonna stay here because we don't have time. These are the loves, I believe, Pastor Porsche preached this at least once a year. Storge, Pleo, Eros, Agape. We're talking about Agape today. We're talking about God's love. We're not talking about man's love. Everybody say, man's love will let you down. God's love will always always lift you up. All right. I heard another minister put it this way. Faith operates by love. And the love of God totally messes up the understanding or logic of man. Because God love says, I love you in spite of yourself. Man's love says, I love you because whatever you do, you're nice to me, I'm nice to you. There's another scripture we're going to get into. Pastor Steve already spoke it. We'll get to it. But God's requiring more out of us. 
because we are his. But if I don't spend time with him, I won't change. I'll say that again. If I don't spend time with my God, I won't change. Therefore, I can't show you his love because I don't know his love. The love of God is something we get from the presence of God. Can you remember when you first got saved, how you loved everybody? You remember? First got saved, you loved, if somebody was cursing you out, you'd be like, God bless you, brother. Today? What'd you say? I'm talking from experience. But the more and more we spend time with him, the more and more we change. His presence doesn't just come to make you feel goosebumps. His presence doesn't just fill the room to make you go, oh, just, you know, it's just the Lord. He's here. No, he comes for a reason. He's coming to change us. He's coming to, like the prophecy said, make us more like him. Beholding him were changed. I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but it's okay. How about seeing Christ in each other? Are you looking for them? Are you looking for them to fail? Sometimes it's hard to see. I get it. Sometimes there's a brother or a sister. I'm like, ooh, Lord, you got to help me see you. Because right now I want to put my, no, I'm not going to go there. Because you can't see it. Luke 6, 32. We have that one, Cher? Let's read. But if you love those who... What credit is that to you? What? That's the same one that Steve was talking about. I promise you, he didn't see my notes. That was the Holy Ghost still letting us know. Now, I love my family. I, love, I do, I love my family. You want to mess with a man, you mess with his family, you mess with his money, you're in trouble. I love my family. But the Lord is saying, but if you only love those who love you, where's the difference? Because the world does the same. People that's nice to them, guess what? They're nice to you. People that honor them, they'll honor. But what if you're faced with somebody, they don't honor you. They don't respect you. They you like a human. Can you love them? And the answer is only with the love of God. But if I don't spend time with them, I'm not going to love them people. If they get in my face, I'll say, get out of my face or something bad will happen to you. But when I spend time with them, I can see past the pain, past their talk and say, can I pray with you? What's really going on? I know you're in pain because you're acting out. Is there something I can pray with you for? I saw a, a video this week. A young man on the street, he was witnessing. And as he began to witness, some other young man came up and he was cursing him out. He was saying everything but a child of God to this young man that was preaching. The young man took it. He was even in his face. He put his hand and he said, please, sir, don't touch me. So he, he backed up. He didn't. 
he said. And then finally, after the young men continued just to curse him out, and he said, young man, what is the real problem? He said, I've been where you are. He said, you're mad at God. He said, I've been where you are, though. I was you. And the prophetic began to kick in. He said, you're in trouble. You're this. You're that. And he began to just tell the young man about his life, but told him that you're going to be all right. That young man stopped cursing him out, embraced him, and began to just weep. That's only the love of God. Telling you right now, in the place that I am, I don't know if I could do it. Why? Because I got to spend more time with him. We got to spend more time. I know there's no time. You have to make time. Time always pulls on you. Different directions, different things. Always. But I guarantee you, when you spend time with him, you'll never say it wasn't worth it. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew 5, 45 or 46. I believe that almost says the same thing. Do you have that one, Cher? Not, I probably didn't give you that one, sweetie. It's almost the same thing. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same. Now you got to know that the tax collectors in that day, they were the, of the same race. And the Romans hired their own race to tax their own people. So it would be like one of your family members saying, I need your money. Basically. So as a family member, do you disown them? Or are they still your family? <laughs> Pastor Steve said this. Pastor Steve said this. Disown them. <laughs> but, but that was a pretty rough situation. But in the word is saying the same. They're like a tax collector. Do you love them with the love of God? Or do you love them another kind of way. Yeah, I love them all right. I love to kill them. <laughs> I think Pastor Steve already said it again. Can you love the unlovely? I have to ask myself that every day because every day you're going to be faced with an unlovely situation. Every day. I don't care if it's a member of your family, if a member of, out on the street, somebody changing lanes, they cut you off and give you the sign. It's like, for real? You the one cut me off. God bless you. But I don't be wanting to say that. If I spend time with the Lord, if I spend time with the Lord, what comes out of me is him. But if I don't, whatever I've been spending time with will come out. The Bible says this way, the abundance of the heart, the mouth will. So if I've been spending time with him, allow him to fill my heart and praising him, worshiping him, got the word in my heart, then what's going to come out is the word in him. But if it's not, then whatever I'm spending my time with is going to come out. Why? Because everyone knows the abundance of the heart. The mouth's going to tell you where you've been. It's actually a good message. Why? Because we will be like him. We will be like him.
I don't know about you, but I cannot stay the same. I can't, church. I can't. Romans 13, 35. We have that one, sweetie? No. It's okay. I love the way the King James put this verse. It says, By this shall all men know that you are my disciple, if you have love one to another. And the reason why I like the way the King James put it, because I can have something for Pastor Steve and never give it to him. That's a one for, no, 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 no. I like the way the King James put it. It's one to another. Skip even more a little ahead of myself. It was at Antioch that the word Christian came to be. That's where that word came from, Antioch. Why? They began to see the disciples display Christ. They began to see him. What it means is baby Christ. That's what it means, Christians. But that word was not a word. It was the people of Antioch that begins, now that's him. I see him in them. That's Christ. And they became Christians. And that's how that word was born. But it wasn't born out of thin air. They began to model Christ. Revelations 2, 3, and 4. You have that one, sweetheart? Revelations 2, 3, and 4. Ready to read? And you have... Now, this is speaking of the church, and it's speaking in Revelation, but it's in Ephesus. This church had everything. It was like here, really. The presence of God was there. There are miracles, the word, patience even, people being healed, all that. But it says, I have one thing against you. You've left your first love. We can get so caught up in the miracles that we forget about the God of the miracle. We can get so caught up in even the word that we forget the God of the word. Hear my heart, saints. Just hear my heart. God wants us to have such a relationship with him. He's in charge 24-7, not just on Sunday. He's in charge. Okay, you're going to face something at work today. I want you to shut your mouth. Don't say nothing. You got something to say? Terrence, you got something to say? Why are you covering your mouth? A couple of days go by, maybe a week. Then it comes out. Terrence, please come up. You know what? I'm sorry. We thought you did this, but this is actually what happened. We really, really do apologize, blah, blah, blah. For that, we're going to compensate you. You don't know what's going to happen. But what if I didn't listen? What? I, and you accuse me? For real? I'm gone. I'm leaving now. I don't deserve this. I don't have to take this. By the way, you are so-and-so. Okay, come, you get a call. Well, they found us this out, but they really saw your true colors, so they don't think that you're going to fit. 
with the uh, with the company. They saw your true colors come out. They actually were actually thinking of you for a promotion. But your true colors came out, and um, I think they're going to deny you that chance. It has happened. It has happened. But what's going to push us over the edge? What, what's going to cause us to get out of the spirit? Is it something as simple as somebody calling you out of your name? Our example is Jesus. That's what we'll always be. He is our standard. I can look and, and thank God for a man of God and all that, and he has wonderful giftings, but he's just a man of God. And man at best is still man at best. But the standard is way past man. Way past man. But if I don't spend time with him, saints, I'm not going to change. I will not. I will not change if I don't spend time with Jesus. Encountering the love of God is our testimony. I have a different testimony than you have. Everyone in this room should have a testimony how the love of God, one, put it, one preacher put it this way, he's the hound of heaven. He will grab you, he will chase you down, grab you where you are in your muck and in your stank and still grab you with his love, wrap his loving arms around you and tell you he loves you. Not because of what you did, but because of who he is. me this and I could not answer him right away because I knew the weight of the question he said son would you be my alabaster box Saints, the world is going to pull on you. They're going to kick on you. They're going to try to beat you. They're going to try to break you open. But once they break you open, will they smell the aroma of Jesus? Would they sense his presence around you when you walk in the room? Will they know they've been with Jesus? Peter tried to hide it. He tried to hide in the crowd. He couldn't. Because once you get around him, you leak. You leak his presence. Hey, this is one of the disciples. Yeah, I know you. You've been with him. No, that ain't me. A little later. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember him too. Yeah, he... He's been with Jesus. How? How did they know that? Because when you spend time with him, when you get around people, they sense something. Have you ever just sat in a room and then all of a sudden all eyes on you? They know someone's here that have spent time with him. I used to laugh when a bunch of demonic people turned around. So yeah, he's here. Because they know they're no longer in charge. He is.
The woman with the alabaster box spent her year allowance just to worship. It went more, he meant more to her than what she had, but she knew what she had was still valuable, but it wasn't as valuable as him. And if we can take what we have, all that we have, and pour it on him, I guarantee you, his presence will mean more to you than anything. 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 More to you than anything. There's nothing in this world that is worth his presence. Nothing. There was a testimony. Now, this testimony, this so messed me up, y'all, I'm telling you. There was a testimony of a couple, I believe. They were in their mid-50s. And they were walking. And there was this African-American young man. They were Caucasian. This African-American man tried to rob them. The husband stepped up to defend his wife. The gun went off. She was dead. They were, the cops were able to apprehend him. He went to jail for manslaughter. And while he was in jail, A little time passed and then the husband of the wife who died called the prison and said, how is the young man doing that shot my wife? The officer told him, well, no one comes to see him. He has no visitors. I don't know if he has any family. And he slipped into a state of depression. So the husband goes to visit him. When the husband goes to visit him, he doesn't tell him, you rotten, stinking human being. I don't know why God even gave you life. He tells him, first of all, I forgive you. Then he begins to encourage him. You have a life to live, young man. Jesus Christ loved you. And he paid a price. That you would live how he wants you to live, not how you want. It goes on. Make a long story short. They became good friends. He would come visit him often, pray for him. The young man came to the Lord, but it doesn't stop there. The young man gets out of prison, and the husband, whose wife that got shot, takes him in. This was the thing that got me. He helps him get a job, helps him move on, and then he called him his son. Only the love of God can do that.
only the love of God. Saints, I'm telling you right now, I couldn't do it. So that lets me know I'm not in the place where I'm supposed to be. Because he's requiring that of me. Can you be in the place to love the unlovely? Can you be in the place if they slap you, he said, turn the other cheek? I'm not there yet. <laughs> Trying to tell you, if you slap me, you better run. want to be like him no I must I must be like him your eyes because the Lord said watch and pray every head bowed please nobody looking around stay in an attitude of prayer if you're in this place and you felt his presence but you don't know him or you're in this place and you walked away from him and you know you're not in the place where you should be The move of God and everything that's been spoken, even the prophecy today, he was thinking about you. I thank God that his love is not determined on who I am. It's determined on who he is. He's the very embodiment incarnate of love itself. And he loves you. He loves you more than you can ever imagine. He doesn't love you because of you. He loves you in spite of you. I love that because I need all of him. So you're in this place and you know you need to come back to him or you know that you need to come to him for the first time. But if you're in that place, And you know you felt his love, but you don't really have the love you're supposed to for him. Please come meet me at the altar. Don't just think about it. Come. You know who you are. Come. Come now. Thank him for his grace. Thank him for his mercy. You know, the balanced side of this is that because we think we know his grace and mercy, we treat our Jesus like any kind of way. I'll come to you when I want to. I'll spend time with you when I want to. And because you're Jesus, you just have to take it. But when you fall in love with him, his heart matters. His heart. Give the call one more time. If you know, now you know. You need to make it right. Please come to the altar. There's more. 
There's more. Ask the intercessors to come, please.
One more time. Oh, what a Savior. Come on. Oh, what a Savior. Isn't he wonderful? Isn't he wonderful? Before we go into communion, saints, I can't do it by myself. Even when Pastor Portia was preaching, she was getting us to see, I need you, you need me. But as saints, instead of criticizing, instead of throwing each other under the bus, if you can pray for me, I promise you I'll pray for you. Instead of treating us ourselves and treating others like we're not in the family of God, can we turn that around and love each other in spite of, not because of, but I can't do it by myself. Come on. And even as we take communion, if we can afterwards, Pastor Steve has make just make a change make a huge change she's a name comes up i know these are my sisters this is my family but when we link arms if i'm weak guess what they can pull me up if they're weak i can hold them up that's what it's about but we need to hold each other up saints I don't care if someone says, well, that's it for me. Don't let them go. You pray for them until you see a change. And that has been the cancer in the body of Christ for too long. And God's saying no more. Don't kill our wounded. Don't kill our wounded. I'll be the first one to tell you, I used to. You dirt, you have to got all God done for you. Get out. That used to be me, I'm trying to tell you. But then God said, well, what if it was you on the other side? Wouldn't you want mercy? Wouldn't you want grace? I was like, yeah, Lord, but there's only so much grace I can give. I'm just being honest. He said, not because of, in spite of, and I can only do it if I spend time with him. Amen. Let me just have your communion elements. Thank you, Jesus. As we take the table and the cup, Lord, we thank you that you were the fulfillment, Lord, of the Passover. Come on. You know when the children of Israel took this? It signified a new day for them. I mean, guys, you know what I'm talking about. Those of you that are doing your one-year Bible reading, you should have read this a couple days ago, Exodus 12, right? You guys know what I'm talking about. Those of you that are, yeah, right, right, okay. But it said it was a new, God said it's a new year for you. It was a new year. And it was also a day to remember what the Lord did for you. It says, because you're going to remember what I did to your enemies, how I destroyed them and brought you out, out of bondage with a strong arm. And not only that, I'm going to send you out with great riches. Come on. I I like riches better than poor. Come on. I like plenty rather than deficit. So as we come to the table today, and we're going to take the bread first and and pray for healing and then we're going to take the cup and how many know you need the blood over you psalm 91 even in our day you watch the news and the coronavirus whatever it's called but 
No, 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 no. No evil will befall you. No evil. No virus. No epidemic. Lord, we pray, oh God, for China. Lord, we pray for these nations. Lord, we pray, oh God, that you would raise up a standard. Lord, that the blood of Jesus. But look what it says about Jesus. It says that he was smitten by God and afflicted. Yet we esteemed him stricken by man. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. Each one of us has turned to his own way. And the Lord laid upon him, upon Jesus, the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted and he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter as a sheep before its shears is silent. He opened not his mouth and he went there for us. So Jesus, we thank you. We thank you that you, Lord, gave us an example of, of sacrifice. Lord, that you gave up your life that we would know life. And so as we take the bread today, just take your wafer or maybe I have to take mine and just say, Lord, thank you for healing. For healing my body. In Jesus' name, go ahead and partake ye all of it. And we're going to take the cup. I'm going back to my first love. I'm going back to the one that I adore. I'm going back to my first love. I'm going back to my Jesus, my Lord. I have allowed so many things to come between me and you. I have allowed so many things to take away my time with you. But here and now, I'm returning back, back to my first love. I'm going back to my first love. I'm going back to the one to the one that I adore. I'm going back to my first love. I'm going back to my first love. I'm going back to my Jesus, to my Jesus, my Lord. I have allowed so many things. I have allowed so many things to come between, to come between. I have allowed so many things to take away, to take away my time, my time with you. But here and now, I'm returning back, back to my first love. Lord, take me back to the way things used to be. So my brother was was talking today God reminded me that I wrote that song a long time ago he reminded me of the song he said and I remember Lord take me back to the way things used to be when I belong to you and you belong to me yeah. now that I know what is required I will gladly walk away from every worldly desire Back to my first love. You know, I was thinking we would fail as pastors if we don't teach you how to have your own relationship with God. If your highlight of the week is to come here and hear one of us preach, then we have failed. We have failed. It's about us having a relationship with him. Nothing matters more. So I just feel like we need to make that declaration before we take this. Say, Lord, I'm coming back. I'm not going to let anything take away my time with you. 
You know what? You have to do it, in, as Pastor Ashley said earlier, you have to do it intentionally. It has to be something on purpose that this time and this time, this hour a day, I am making to Jesus Christ. I am not going to miss a Sunday because Sunday is my tithe of the week. And I'm going to come to church on Sunday and I'm going to give you that time because you deserve that time. It's because it's my tithe of the week. You see, I am going to give you this time, this hour a day because I'm going to spend this time and I'm going to, I could turn on worship music during that time. I can read the Bible during that time, but it's just going to be me and you. Lord, take me back. Yeah. To the way things used to be when I belonged to you and you belonged to me. Now that I know what is required, I will gladly walk away from every worldly desire. Back to my first love. Father, we thank you for your blood. Father, we ask you to wash away, God. Cleanse us and purge us, God. Search our hearts, God. Father, we pray, God, that you would cover our minds, that you would, Father, just, just search us, oh God, and see if there's anything not like you in us. Just wash it, wash it away, God. Give us a heart that's hungry and thirsty for you, hungry and thirst for your righteousness. God, you believe in us, God. That's why we're here, God. We have a destiny and a purpose together. So, Father, I pray that we would fall in love with you again. And, Father, that we would fall in love with each other. So, bless us now. In Jesus' name, amen. Drink all of it. Thank you for listening to the Encounter Church Sermon of the Week. If you would like to learn more about us, please visit EncounterJesus.us or search for Encounter Church San Leandro in your app store.